This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. It's Jake, your host. In today's episode, we are at Spirits Tavern in Dahlonega, Georgia. This is a restaurant that's been around for about five years now. Uh, Happen to know the owners, but the reason I'm interviewing them on the podcast is not because I got somebody on the inside. It's because their food and setup is completely different than anything else that I've experienced in the North Georgia region. The quality of the food and the, as you'll hear about in the podcast, the variety of what they have from the adult beverage world is it like you will not find anything like it in our region, at least not that I've seen um, or been to. So if there's something else like it that you know about, let me know because I'd love to have them on the podcast because when people go after doing what they do and their objective is if we're going to do it, we're going to knock it out of the park, you usually end up with a pretty special place. And that is what Spirits Tavern is. It's right off the square in Dahlonega. If you're going up to visit Dahlonega, it is a beautiful day trip. I don't know where you're coming from in the North Georgia region, but there is so much to do, whether you're an outdoor person or or you want to catch a show at the Holly Theater or anything around the, the area. There is so much to do, and I'm telling you, this is where you need to stop for lunch or dinner at some point while you're there. You will not be disappointed. Last thing, if you've got ideas for future episodes, you can always email us at northgeorgialifepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can send suggestions on that as well. That's North Georgia Life Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And hey, if you're getting something out of this, you're really enjoying this, this is something that you're starting to listen to, uh, maybe on your ride home, hey, would you share it with some of your coworkers, your friends, your neighbor, and uh, start to get the word out to help more people get plugged in to the area they live, and as we say, embrace life right where you live. With that, we'll get started. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. It's Jake, your host, and today we are on site in a different location. We're actually in the back of the kitchen, one of my favorite kitchens in the North Georgia region. We are at Spirits Tavern in Dahlonega, Georgia, with the owner and operator, Sabrina Walker. And for those of you who have not been up to Dahlonega in, that are maybe new to our North Georgia region, you are missing one of the greatest town treasures in the North Georgia region. There is so much to do in Dahlonega. You could be here for an entire month and not get bored, regardless of what your interests are. Uh, UNG's main campus is right off the square, which is literally you could hit a golf ball from the front door of Spirits Tavern to the, the campus, depending on how good your swing is, I guess. This location is one of the best restaurants that a lot of people don't know because it's it's been here for a few years. It has food that you need to get in and try. Uh, I came in probably about a year ago for the first time. Sabrina's husband and I, David, uh, David uh, he and I used to work together, and this was kind of a buy a burger, support a friend kind of thing. So I came in for lunch and just just knew that they had taken over a restaurant that used to be here. I had eaten at that restaurant once and never wanted to come back. So I came in, and first of all, and I, I said to David that, that day, the staff here is second to none. And he and I actually talked for probably about 15 minutes on just their hiring process and just the quality of people they select. You know, great sense of humor, hard workers. Everybody kind of operates as a team. But when they set the, the plate down in front of me, I literally was speechless. I, 
I didn't even know. Like I was thinking about how to describe it on the way up here, and I don't. Even, I still don't even know how to describe it. It was the most attractive-looking burger that I had ever had on a plate in front of me. And seeing how the last time I'd been in that restaurant, uh, not their restaurant, but this physical location, I didn't really want to come back. It made me want to come back, and it made me want to have like this is the only place that I come when I come up to Delonga if I'm just here for a day. So this is this is now my local staple in Delonga for lunchtime. I get to come up here about uh, two, three times a semester to do some work with the College of Business, and uh, I absolutely love it. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about their story and hear some of the you know what they have to offer because it's really unique to this area and especially if you're coming up to Dahlonega for some of the other attractions you've got to stop by this restaurant. Sabrina well done. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Of course. Uh, so where are you from originally? Um, I was actually born in Indiana. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we only lived there until I was about 11 months old. Okay. But my whole family is from southern Illinois southern and Illinois. my dad's excuse me, my mom's dad had a tavern in Southern Illinois. Okay. And so whenever we'd be passing through, we lived there for a short time. I'd spend time with him at his tavern, mm-hmm. which sounds weird now because <laughs> I don't let children sit <laughs> at my bar. I was going to say, it's different but, time. But yes. So when my mom had to work extensive times, I would go and spend time with him at the tavern. Uh-huh. So I lived all over the place, um, mostly the Midwest and here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved here as a teenager and my husband and I got married in 05 and moved to Dahlonega in 07. Okay. And you're prior to this, cause you guys have been here about five years now, mm-hmm. you were working in corporate America of some yes. sort. Yes. So you had, had been there your whole working career in, in yep. the corporate world. Yes. So my whole background is country clubs, specifically sales. Okay. Um, I did do some management, but I've done any anything from selling golf tournaments to being catering director, wedding coordinator, um, sold golf memberships. But um, I learned a lot in corporate America because just from a business perspective, you know, the company I worked for was great about like opening their books. So us, we all understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. Obviously time management and all of that being in, involved. Mm-hmm. But just to find attention to detail, because when you're in sales, you're always trying to look for any opportunity that might make somebody say no. Right. And you want to avoid that. Right. So that's kind of what I've instilled in spirits is that, you know, if you're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Right. Your menu, it, like your menu is just fascinating to me because, and that was a conversation that I had with David that, that first time is like, where do you even come up with this stuff? But I don't want to get there yet. So did you always kind of have this in the back of your, in the back of your mind, kind of tucked away in your heart, going through the corporate life one day to have that, that nostalgic tavern come back and be mm-hmm. your own and come, come to life? Was that always kind of a dream? I think I always had an interest in being self-employed to mm-hmm. some capacity. And I just tried to use what I'd learned in corporate America and what I was passionate about, which is food and drink. In Dahlonega, you're only allowed to sell 50% alcohol to 50% food sales. Okay. I wanted to just have a tavern, just a bar. Uh-huh. Um, but then when I learned that, I said, well, we're going to have the best damn food if we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. <laughs> right. So everything we offer on the menu is certified humane meats, mm-hmm. um, the heritage pork bacon, Michigan Farms turkey. It's all very, very good for you. Yeah. Uh, cage-free eggs. We make everything in-house, all of our sauces, all of our barware. So any of the like syrups and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, for mixing cocktails, we make all that in-house. We've got probably about 60 different whiskeys now. Wow. Any, you know, bourbon, scotch, Japanese. Yeah. So it's, it's evolved. And I'll say, I think that the first time that I really thought I'm going to do this was 
David and I would come and visit Caruso's, not to eat, <laughs> but we would come because our friends were bartenders and we'd have a couple beers with them. Right. So anyway, we, we started coming in here one night we were leaving and I said, yeah, I feel like this is kind of a missed opportunity. Mm. The owners um, had kind of aged out of wanting to have their own restaurant. So anyhow, I said, this location is f fantastic and it really does have a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I would cut it in thirds. It was three spaces, three retail spaces wide. Uh -huh. So I said, I'll just take this far right end. And that was in the beginning of 2011. Okay. Um, so I started working on a business plan. Didn't know if the right avenue was going to be to purchase that business, mm -hmm. take it out and come back. Um, I didn't want to keep the brand. So I knew just based on what I was hearing from other people that it probably was not going to last very much longer. Right. So I went ahead and contacted the property manager, talked to him for two and a half years straight, every couple months just calling him, hey, I'm still interested. If that business goes out, give me a call. Mm -hmm. And he called me on January 1st, 2014 and said, you can have that space. But the building needs a lot of work, so the owner did a bunch of work on it, and we came in and built from the outside in mm -hmm. and uh, designed it and everything the way we wanted. So that was that was fortunate. Yeah. That's not that's not always typical in a restaurant situation. Right. Usually you have to adopt whatever they had already. Yeah. So for those of you listening, I told you this was this was an exceptional story. When you started the idea and you started the business plan, was it to have the the menu selections? from you know how the food is sourced to the the variety of offerings as well as the the bar i mean because from your cocktails to your craft beers that are on tap to you said 60 different whiskeys mm -hmm. was that all the intention from the get-go like we're just going to have something that is so unique mm -hmm. to Delonic because there is there isn't anything else that's right. like this right and just really set ourselves uh, apart from the get-go or did it kind of morph into that along the way um it's a little bit of both because um, obviously starting out, you don't have the, the money to do mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. And so once we started building capital, we just kept putting more and more and more back into it. Mm -hmm. And so every year we you know, make one or two large purchases or an advancement that can help you know, elevate us even more. Mm -hmm. David and I travel a good bit. When we go to a new city, we always try to find like speakeasy type bars mm -hmm. and, and high-end food yeah. and stuff like that. So what I saw with Dahlonega was that it had an opportunity and certainly has the clientele for people who want high-end craft cocktails right. and also would be willing to pay for high-end food. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not fancy or anything. We're still, we're just selling cheeseburgers, yeah. but it's to but a different amazing. level. But they're <laughs> yeah. amazing. And it's just, it's elevated to a different level. We have high standards and high expectations. And like you were mentioning, David said about the staff, a lot of this evolution is because of them, mm. you know, with their ideas and their input and menu additions and and we're very fortunate with yeah. all that. So let's segue into the menu. Mm -hmm. So I asked him probably nine months ago now, I said, where did you where did you even come up with these ideas? The only way, the only thing that I can think of to describe to people who are, are used to just kind of your normal chain burgers mm -hmm. is it's the closest thing to it is like the variety on Ted's Montana Grill where you've got mm -hmm. you've got ingredients that you wouldn't normally throw on a sandwich or a burger in your kitchen that are on the menu there I think yours is kind of the next level of that because you read it and you're just like I don't I don't know and I asked him I said well who came up with these and I'll let you kind of share the mm -hmm. story because he shared the story with me and I was like genius like you're <laughs> such a genius why don't more people do this so how do you get your how did you come up with some of your staples that are on your menu well it's a little bit of it's kind of funny we watched a lot of burger shows uh -huh. <laughs> read a lot 
there's this whole culture in America right now with with burgers and and you know really getting crazier and crazier, more concoctions, mixing up flavors, doing some savories and sweets, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had a kitchen background, so this was just purely based on what I would want as a guest. Mm-hmm. With the exception of hot dogs, I'll admit to you that I don't care for hot dogs, <laughs> although I sell plenty of them. But that's basically we played a lot. We just played a lot in the kitchen. Yeah. And and again, we just had a lot of people help us, and we've had chefs a couple different times that really helped us to turn the corner and introduce a couple really great ideas that have become staples. Yeah, and he he had told me that at least at one point, like competitions with we did. the yeah. chefs trying to for develop creating, the menu. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's genius. That yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, because everybody that's in the culinary world, mm-hmm. part of the reason they're in that is because they have that competitive, mm-hmm. creative nature. And you're exploiting that in a good way so that they can do something positive with it. And so I've had, and this is like, you know, this is my my personality default is when I find something that is a home run, I'm you like, why would, I, why would I ever divert mm-hmm. from this? Yep. So the, the Dragon's Breath, mm-hmm. quite arguably the best burger I've ever had, yeah. ever. In 40 years, the best burger I've ever had yes. is, is here in Dahlonega. Then I had another one. Because I was just, I was trying to force myself out of my really wonderful comfort zone that I found. And I can't remember what it was called, but it had, it had blue cheese on it with something. The blusion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yep. So I don't, should I try something else? Or <laughs> well, the thing that's <laughs> cool is so good. you can, you know, the thing with our menu is that you can choose any meat you want, right? So you've got uh, ground turkey, chicken breast. I forgot about that. Um, grass fed beef or regular certified Angus beef. So you can always change it up with your Mm -hmm. protein um we do offer some selections that you know for our friends that are pescatarian so we've got a trout sandwich Mm -hmm. uh it's north carolina trout we hand bread up to order it's delicious and then we also now have a shrimp shrimp salad roll so yeah it's similar you know like you think about chicken salad ham salad egg salad but this is shrimp salad Mm. i bet that's really good yeah Mm. so let's let's go uh over to the beverage world Mm mm-hmm where do you even find the beers you have on tap? Oh, that's all David. I'm not taking any responsibility for that. <laughs> he is such a nerd. That's what he's doing right now. He'll get on. We have several different dis- distributors. Mm-hmm. So he can access their inventory list online, and he will sit there for hours. And then he'll call the rep and say, like, hey, I haven't tried this yet. Can you bring a sample to mm-hmm. me? He always. We have eight different taps all the time rotating. And there's one of each kind of beer always being served. Right. So, like, you've always got a stout option. You always have kind of a lager style mm-hmm. so that's that's completely him um yeah. i claim responsibility for scotches mm-hmm. <laughs> i drink the scotch so i choose all the scotch i'm not really a bourbon guy so i have to usually help um, guests or employees that drink bourbon help uh-huh. me with that but um i just i try to keep it very eclectic uh-huh. and our wine list is not you wouldn't find anything on the grocery store shelves that we pour and that's always been very important to me because mm-hmm. i don't want people to have a diminished sense of value when they're drinking a wine that they've bought before for eight dollars you know and there's so many fantastic wines and boutique um, distilleries out there that you can really find some awesome stuff that's not gonna tear your wallet apart i mean you're just walking you know through the the square and Mm -hmm. it's the storefront looks like a storefront and then you walk inside and i mean the bar is beautiful but like if you actually look at it it's I mean, I was blown away the first time I came in because, one, I remembered the the restaurant before, but 
the the variety of what you have, mm-hmm. you know, if that is if that is something that you're looking for, a place to have your creative taste explore other yeah. options than just kind of what's on the menu at your traditional right. uh, chain restaurants or whatever. Mm-hmm. You guys have a selection that offers that. I don't know anywhere else in this area that has anything close to that. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be things, I don't care how well versed you are in this world, that you've never tasted before, that you've right. never had. Because yeah. how could you possibly? Right, you know? right. Any favorite memories so far? So you've been here about five years. Mm-hmm. Any favorite memories, stories? Well, so we opened on Halloween. So I have a huge Halloween party every year. Mm-hmm. And we also have a masquerade party every New Year's Eve. So there's tons of great memories there. But I would say, like, just one that makes me so happy was when David came over from working at the golf course to uh-huh. have lunch with the mechanic. And uh, I had just met with the bookkeepers. It was, was January. A new company had just taken over his golf course. And, and I had just met with the bookkeepers, and I told him he could leave his job. I said, we're doing well enough now that you can do this full time with me. And it, it just made our whole world so much better. Yeah. And we're on each other's schedule. And um, some days I, I don't know how – I mean, we don't bicker here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird. We work really, really well together. And <laughs> a lot of people say, you know, I couldn't imagine working full time with my partner. Right. But um, – but he's got his things that he handles, and I've got mine, and it just works really well. Yeah. You guys both have your areas of, of expertise, mm-hmm. and, and you have trust in the, in the relationship and the yes. business partnership as well, yep. um, obviously. For for somebody who was, you know, maybe maybe like you were, they spent their whole career up to that point in the corporate world or mm-hmm. a certain line of business, like you had something from their childhood or just a passion that's been stirring in them for a while so you were kind of a couple years into kind of testing the waters the interest level uh, right what was the what would you say to somebody who's kind of where you were mm-hmm. that maybe you know maybe maybe doesn't have a couple years of opportunity to kind of bridge that mm-hmm. mental emotional life change gap yeah i would first of all if you wanted to go into any kind of business much less if you're not familiar with the area and i was somewhat familiar as a resident of Dahlonega, but not as a business owner. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my first step was contacting the downtown development authority and just questioning, you know, what's needed in Dahlonega, where, where is their opportunity? What are my resources, Mm -hmm. you know, both financially and just as far as handholding. Right. Um, a good friend of mine, Deb Rowe owns shenanigans, Irish pub on Mm -hmm. the other side of the square. And Deb offered me a lot of very sound advice early on. And then I did go to the Small Business Development Academy, and that helped too, just kind of to organize your thoughts. It's so funny because my bookkeepers always comment about how amazing it is, how we've become so successful so fast. And it's mostly because I I pass it off to people who know what they're doing (laughs) because I don't know how to do everything. So, you know, I'm not a chef. I have a fantastic one. I don't Mm. know how to handle my books by myself I have people to help me with that (laughs) so I would say never go into any sort of a business um, situation by yourself or Mm -hmm. thinking you can do it all yeah Um, you'll be miserable you'll be overtired stressed out yeah and you know you just need to put trust in people and put them in the right place and then and clearly explain to them what you expect Mm -hmm. and don't waver from that if you know what you want and there was a niche we needed a place like this in Dahlonega it wasn't any direct competition. It wasn't like I was opening a Mexican restaurant where there's already a Mexican right. restaurant. And and, and know, what, know what you're doing fully before going into it. So is making cheeseburgers rocket science? No, but we're going to do it the best way we can. So we're going to 
research right. and do our homework and practice and practice and practice. Right. Yeah. But making a cheeseburger that people will tell people about a year later. Correct. That's a different game. True. Um, so, and, and I think the, one of the things that I've uh, kind of gleaned from people that I've talked to in, in different segments of, of, of business and I, especially entrepreneurs is we, we spend a lot of time, I feel like in our growing up and our academic life, kind of working on the things that we're not great at. Mm-hmm. Whereas what I've found with pretty much all successful entrepreneurs is they spend all their time and energy capitalizing on the things that they're really great out. Mm-hmm. And they just like you guys, you mm-hmm. find somebody else to do the things mm-hmm. that are draining, that are stressful, that you're not, that you know you're not good at. Right. Um, and that makes you better, even better at the things you are good at, which yes. is why you end up with the five years into a restaurant, which is the riskiest business yes. category to get into yep. and you're blowing it out of the water. And so I wanted to, I want to diverge a quick second because with all you guys have going on, we didn't have David on cause he's like you said, he's, he's investigating beers uh, right. right now, but <laughs> on your, on your website, your website is spirits, tavern, spirits, dash, tavern, dash, tavern.com. You'll see uh, just a description of, of them and just a little bit of the backstory. You say something in there like you guys have a unique sense of humor. We do. Or something like that. Yes. So I'm going to share a couple of my favorite stories <laughs> that are, are my, my David classics. So, and this has nothing to do with the restaurant at this point. It's just to get to know the, the people behind the organization. So Dave and I uh, worked together probably 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. But one of the first times that I, I had a, a personal conversation with Dave, uh, I was on a driving range before work. So I'd, we were at a golf course, obviously, working together. And I'd, I was terrible at golf. Like, I, don't even, I couldn't even guess what my handicap was. I was horrible. And so I just decided that I was going to start coming to work a couple days a week uh, a little early and hit some balls on the range when no one else was there to witness how terrible I was. Well, one day, <laughs> David comes driving up behind me in, in his John Deere Gator, and I'm, it, I, I remember I was hitting a two-iron, and he's looking at me, and he goes, what are you doing? He's like, what are you hitting? And he has, he has the most dry, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you know, he's got his sunglasses on, so you can't see his eye expressions, the most dry ex- vocal expression, and it was like, what are you hitting? And I said, a two-iron. And he just looks at me for about three seconds. It felt like an eternity. And he starts shaking his head and he goes, you have no business hitting a two iron." <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like the next, either the next swing or two swings, I, I hit the golf ball and the club head broke off ah. and went flying out <laughs> in the range. And he came and brought it to me uh, later that week. It was a paperweight on my desk for years after that. <laughs> but that was a, a great memento. And then probably one of my favorite stories of all time of working at the golf course was we were, uh, this was, you know, when all of the housing market and everything was, was not, <laughs> not doing great at all in any segment of the world. And we had just had our staff meeting and all, all the managers were, were there and, and, you know, it was not the doom and gloom, but it was definitely not a, a fun, rosy pep talk. And it was, you know, everybody tighten your budgets, you know, batten down the hatchets, everything you can to try and save money. And so I go out immediately following that that meeting with our general manager, and we're just riding around the golf course looking at some things that I was responsible for, some things on the golf course. And we get up to this this golf hole, and there was a pond there, and the area around the pond had not been um, groomed and, and whatever. And Dave's sitting there on his gator, and 
our managing director, our, our general manager, starts telling them, you know, well, let's manicure this area. Let's let's you know cut it down and just kind of basically creating more maintenance for them on a budget that was just cut. Mm-hmm. And so again, sunglasses on, expressionless, dry. I mean, like he he could have been a drill sergeant if he wanted to. <laughs> like he has that demeanor. And we pulled away, and I had the biggest smile on my face. And our general manager looks at me, and he goes, he goes, what's so funny? And I looked at him, and I said, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are my two Dave stories. Uh, when I found out you guys had, had bought this, uh, it was like, wow, that, you know, neat venture, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it took me, unfortunately, a few years to come and experience it for myself. But uh, I'm instantly a raving fan, and I've, I've realized that on the episodes that I've done and the ones I'll do in the future, good food is something I get really excited about. So, uh, and I think people are a lot like me in that a lot of us, we eat the same things week to week at home. When we go out to eat, we, a lot of us don't venture out to things that we don't know. And certainly when we're traveling to, or going on a day trip somewhere like Dahlonega, we, we don't really know where to go. And so a lot of times we'll just default to something that's safe. And uh, this is 100% safe because it's amazing. In the next five years, what do you, you guys have any objectives, goals? Well, we're only so big. <laughs> yeah. um, people ask me all the time, especially when we're on like an hour and a half wait, like, why don't you expand? Mm-hmm. But bigger is not always better. And, you know, I, I don't think that I would do any more as far as expansion with spirits, just continuing to keep the creative levels juiced, um, you know, encouraging the staff to continue to be creative and, and encourage that. Um, and just you know stay at the top of our game mm-hmm. really as far as me personally with with other business um i did purchase and open an airbnb a couple rentals like that so for me it's you know i'll probably diversify probably wouldn't do another restaurant or uh-huh. anything like that and then maybe somewhere along the line it's you know some type of a consultative mm-hmm. you know that i could help people yeah with their restaurants so i mean that's all potential i don't know yeah how you went about starting the business and your kind of due diligence phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many practical tips for people who are thinking about doing that. Speak a little bit to the hiring process that you guys kind of take people through. Because on one hand, it is, quote, just a restaurant. Right. But your staff is, they're all great. Mm-hmm. The times that I've come through, I mean, I have I've been through probably... I don't know, three, four times in the last year. And every time it's a different server, Mm -hmm. but every time it's kind of the same server. Mm -hmm. They're attentive. They got a good sense of humor. They're smiling. Seem like they actually care about their job. Right. And so how do you, how do you, how do you find that? How do you keep that when you found it? We try to keep everybody as like-minded as possible. Mm -hmm. So if we pull in somebody new, we try to go through those of us that are already here. Mm -hmm. And these guys are really good about helping each other and they would never want to bring in anybody that's going to slack. So with that being said, they kind of put them through a hazing process. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I do my best to try to find people that are like-minded. Like I said earlier, we're so, so lucky with the group we have. Um, I've had several employees that have been with me nearly as long as we've been open. Mm-hmm. And so that's something to be quite proud about because I, again, in the restaurant business is a lot of turnover, Yeah, but we have, like our core people have been with me for years and um, my core servers, my kitchen, it's been the same guys in the kitchen forever. And so that speaks loudly to me, not, not just for my leadership, but for, for them, the way that they hold each other accountable. 
we joke about the family, like mm-hmm. being the family, like a mafia or whatever. <laughs> but I think that David and I are more than just bosses to them. And a lot of times they come to us for personal guidance and feedback. And that's really important to me because if you're going to do this, you know, mm-hmm. do it with your whole heart. Sometimes, as a couple of my employees will say, you, t- you care too much sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about us. We're fine. So the, the hiring process is just about finding like-minded people, really, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And so, you know, for us, it's hardworking and reliability, creativity mm-hmm. and humor. Yes, we're selling cheeseburgers, but we're not, you know, we're not saving lives. Let's, you know, look at this realistically. Right. You know, we're here to put out some really good food. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I tell them all the time to keep humor in their heart about it because, you know, they could be in a much different situations you know that are agonizing and so we try to reiterate that over and over and i think they've adopted it yeah yeah so you guys still live here in nalonega we do what's one of your favorite things it doesn't have to be nalonega but since you're here if you have a a favorite thing to do tucked away secret or just something you enjoy the employees actually introduced me to it and in the summertime we go to the river under castleberry bridge a lot okay like as a group we'll just go out there and swim and take a couple dogs with us Mm -hmm. Um, so I had lived here for years and didn't even know about that. Of course, I'd been on Chesity River and yeah. canoed it and all that. But this is kind of in a little, like, locals only kind of know about it area. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so it's just fun. Just yeah. Nice little swimming hole. Okay. Social media. Mm-hmm. We're um, on Instagram, Instagram and Facebook. Facebook. Mm-hmm. And just then, Spirits Tavern. And then the website Spirits Dash Tavern. Okay. And there's a great little video on the homepage that a small production company here in town, Sozo Bear Films, filmed a, a little mini documentary of us it's about a little over two minutes long okay but it would give anybody who has not been to the restaurant a really good glimpse into who we are okay reservations you take reservations should people get reservations yes so we can take reservations um anytime sunday through thursday we don't take reservations on friday and saturday because we just only have 12 tables we can't hold a table for so long right but we do have a wait list app and so you can call ahead of time mm-hmm. and say, hey, what's the wait? And then gauge your arrival time on that. So you just call the hostess on our main number, which is 706-482-0580. And uh, just ask how long the wait is, and they can go ahead and put you down. Okay. But uh, Friday and Saturday nights gets quite busy. We were on about an hour, 15-minute wait Saturday yeah. night. So It's a good problem to have. It is. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Sabrina, I know you guys are busy. I won't take any more time. Your website, again, spirits-tavern.com. Yep. And Facebook, Instagram, people can find you. Yeah. So with that, uh, we will get out of here. I will see you guys several times this semester. (laughs) So (laughs) looking forward to coming back, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live.